Welcome to Legacy Sport Live, stories of the people who are shaping the conversation at the intersection of sport, business and purpose. I'm Neil Duffy, co-author of our new book, Legacy Sport, how to win at the business of sport in the age of social good. Today I'm talking to Florence Darkibassad, the global marketing director at food giant Danone. Purpose is strongly embedded in Danone's DNA, and Florence shares with me Danone's bold plans for the Danone Nations Cup, a plan to activate millions of 10 to 12 year old kids across the globe to act for good and collectively make the world a better place. Very excited to have um, someone with me today that I enjoy spending time with and talking to because um, she really gets uh, what purpose is all about. Florence, it's great to have you here today. Um, I'd like you to take us right back to the beginning of Danone and and what the company is all about because purpose is part of your DNA. It's part of how you've operated since the very beginning, isn't it? Yes, thank you, Neil, for the, for your sweet words. Uh, happy to be to be with you. And uh, yes, uh, definitely, purpose is a strong uh, anchored, a strongly anchored in the Danone DNA. And uh, this is an heritage uh, that we have uh, from the founders of this company, but also from. Uh, uh, the way this company has been led uh, so far. So back in the history, um, Danone uh, is a company uh, led uh, by Antoine Ribou, uh, a man of strong convictions uh, and a man that uh, definitely set uh, the company as a, a purpose-led company with this idea, a re- revolutionary idea at the time, uh, right after 1968, uh, when uh, we had uh, social riots in France. Um, these men came with uh, this uh, crazy idea of uh, running a company with a dual project, both economic and social, taking good care not only about the products and the, the business, but also about the, po- the people and the employees. So that was the first big uh, stone uh, in our journey of Danone being purpose-led company. And then when uh, Franck Rivou took, took over, he continued and pursued this uh, these idea in uh, uh, going even further in deciding to get rid of 60% of the, of the turnover of products that were part of the portfolio at the time, but not uh, completely matching uh, the, the the vision he had of uh, bringing health through food to as many people as possible. So at this time, we got rid of beers, candies, uh, mustards, these kind of products that were not uh, 100% fitting this vision. And now we are in a new era led by Emmanuel Faber, a man of conviction uh, that is uh, not only following uh, the mission and this vision of Franck, bringing health food to as many people as possible through our products, but also bringing an additional responsibility towards uh, uh, the planet. Uh, so today our uh, main uh, vision is embedded into uh, this uh, One Planet, One Health vision. So we strongly believe it at Danone that uh, the health of people is strongly linked to the health of the planet. So the way we produce, the way we grow, the way we manage our people is really uh, led by this vision. 
and um, and this is uh, how we want the company to pursue to continue to produce and at the same time to get connected uh, with the people inside the company but also outside the company so uh, Danone's been held up as an example of um, sort of a quintessential purpose company and and listening to you talk it sounds like this philosophy is something that affects or impacts every single thing that you do across the organization? Yes, uh, indeed it is uh, because um, the way we uh, pilot uh, people uh, within the organization is really uh, uh, mission-led, I would say. Uh, uh, if we take uh, brands and marketing, of course, uh, it's now a new era where uh, people are taking the power. We are not anymore in a top-down world where brands decide what consumer consume. It's not that anymore. It's the other way around. So for sure, from a marketing and brand standpoint, uh, we have to take it the other way around. And we know how important, crucial it is for people to both uh, monitor health and planet. Uh, sustainability is everywhere. Uh, and sustainability is a true um, driver of choice, driver of preference, driver of love for uh, people to consume brands and to consume products. So this is really something strongly anchored uh, in our brands now. Uh, but if I can give you another example in uh, uh, cycle and procurement, for instance, this is also something that uh, we tend to uh, uh, that tend to drive our decisions in terms of uh, supplying, in terms of uh, who do we partner with. This is really something important. And the last example for me is really uh, the vision we have in how we run the business. Like uh, for Emmanuel Faber, uh, the fact that uh, we are in a new uh, era, in a new world where uh, inclusivity is part of it. So there is no way we produce product that nobody can afford or part of the population cannot afford. So there is uh, also this uh, dimension of uh, being able to uh, run business uh, in, uh, in a more inclusive manner as possible. It's true from a company management in terms of employees, like gender equality or uh, no salary differences. Uh, so so we, we tend to go in that direction as well as um, in, in, the, in, the, in the way we, we work with the farmers, for instance, uh, in the milk uh, area, we tend really to protect uh, the, the ones that are working with us, uh, going to that extreme to uh, purchase uh, milk uh, at a higher price to preserve the agriculture and um, the way the agricultures are, uh, are doing their business. So this is really important to us. And we also cherish the fact that uh, there are people on earth that are depraved from the right of uh, eating correctly or getting uh, uh, water access. Uh, and uh, we also do a lot of things and we have a lot of commitments towards uh, uh, this part of the population as well. Um, and does, does it, uh, Danone has a, a, a lot of investments in sport. I mean, you sponsor a lot of different sports properties does it also does this philosophy also impact upon the way that um you run those those sponsorships and what you expect out of them yeah honestly speaking our part uh is really uh food it's uh how do we manage to uh, uh 
convey new behavior, new habits, healthier habits in eating and drinking uh, through our products, but also through uh, touch points that make sense for people to receive uh, a message that is really about the food you eat, the food you drink, uh, the beverage you drink are part of the health, the, the health capital that you have, and it's your duty to manage it. So sport for us is more uh, a touch point. Uh, so we are not selling anything related to sport as per se. So we are not Nike, we are not Adidas, we are not this kind of players. But uh, we truly believe that uh, water, for instance, is everything. So water is life. Without water, there is uh, uh, it's complicated to last a um, few days without drinking. So And in sport, we know uh, that uh, drinking is part of the performance. It's part of the connective ability to get concentrated. It's part of the ability to perform. It's part of uh, the ability to, uh, uh, to, to uh, recover after a game, for instance. So we know that there is, a, there is a, a strong relationship between sport performance and eating and drinking. So this is the touch point and this is where we want to operate. And um, in sport, for instance, back to your question, uh, we do little sponsoring, we do a lot of partnership um, and uh, we partner with athletes, uh, mainly in waters for instance, Evian is uh, known uh, to be uh, partnering with uh, tennis players like Maria Sharpova, Stan Wawrinka, uh, um, Madison Key for instance, uh, but also a partner of uh, uh, tennis uh, tournament like Wimbledon, US Open. Uh, uh, so this is part of this strategy of bringing a message on the goodness of hydration in doing and practicing sport. But we have also another uh, way of uh, bringing our message through. It's really partnering with assets and tournaments that uh, we own. Uh, we don't have a lot. We have one that is called the Danon Nations Cup, targeting kids. And this is where it's very important because we strongly believe that uh, the food generation is the kid generation. They are the one that would shift the world. They are the one that would shift consumption. And the way they behave today is really showing us the way. And Danon Nations Cup has been... Uh, uh, organizing a football competition for kids from 10 to 12 years old uh, for the past 20 years. So not only do we have a history, we have also a legacy. Uh, this competition is gathering 2 million kids together. And uh, since last year, we decided that uh, beyond uh, being a football competition, we wanted to be a lifetime experience, um, helping those kids uh, uh, being not only players, but also citizens of the world and acting for a better world. So we've been uh, uh, conveying the messages of uh, their ability to impact positively the world, the planet, uh, through their healthy uh, habits of drinking and, uh, and eating. So that's really interesting. So just to build on that point a little bit, so, so this idea that this football tournament can be used as a platform to activate 2 million young people to act for good. Um, 
I mean, that's, that's really exciting. So what are the, just to, to provide some sort of context to all of that, what are the kind of things that the kids are most interested in, in supporting? I know you've done some work on trying to identify what they care about and getting, um, putting the power of Danone behind those issues. Yes, yes. Maybe first I have to tell you uh, the journey that we had uh, uh, with the team that is a part of the organization of this Danone Nations Cup. First, uh, because of we're because of uh, we are part of Danone, and because of uh, what I just shared with you, it was crucial to us that uh, this tournament uh, was an amazing asset to carry forward and to bring to life the mission of Danone. So that was the starting point. But then uh, it was not enough. And when we discussed together with uh, friends of Danone, like uh, Professor Yunus or uh, all the initiatives that we have uh, to provide uh, water access to people in the need. We were uh, saying that uh, there is something strong here that we can have, uh, capitalizing on two passion points that are football on one hand, children on the other hand. And uh, the magic of this combination and this equation is that for kids, uh, nothing is impossible. So acting for other kids, the other way around and, and the other part of the world is completely possible. So water was our first battle and they reacted super well to this battle and they were really engaged behind that. But in our view, it was not enough because we really wanted to unleash their voice. We really wanted them to vote for the world they wanted. And so what we did is that uh, we capitalized on the UN goals that we revamped a bit, uh, making them friendly enough for children to, to get into it, to understand the fundamentals of the ideas that were going through the 17 uh, UN goals. So we worked, we reworked them a bit so that they were friendly enough. And uh, during uh, last world final that was held in Barcelona back in uh, October 2019, we asked them to vote basically on which of the UN goals that was the most important for them. So interestingly enough, it was very rich, very emotional, very, um, uh, very exciting at the same time because it was so interesting to see the kids really into uh, their duty of voting for a better world. Uh, so that was the first point that um, is still sparkling my eyes when I'm talking about it. Uh, the second thing is that, uh, and Professor Yunus has this uh, perfect sentence in uh, summarizing the vote of the children. He says uh, that uh, children have, have been very vi uh, wise in their votes because uh, on one hand, they did vote for a better planet, asking us to be more responsible in protecting seas, in uh, fighting for climate. Uh, and on the other side, they've been very uh, uh, human-centric in asking us to fight for gender equality and also to end poverty. So to me, it was uh, so much um, echoing and driving uh, and showing us the way for a better tomorrow, keeping fighting for the planet and also uh, uh, making sure that people can... Uh, uh, live uh, in equality, whatever the, the, the gender, whatever the religious, whatever the skin color, uh, because this is what lies behind the vote of the children, and as well, fighting for this economic uh, right 
for everyone to be able to to afford what they want uh, was uh, very insightful. Mm. And so this is the commitment that Dana Nations Cup has taken uh, as an organization, as a football tournament. Uh, and uh, we are uh, really proud of the children's voice and we are very uh, committed in uh, fighting upon their voice and their votes. So... <clears throat> Uh, I mean, we know the event's called the Denon Nations Cup, but this is not an endeavor that you are um, taking on on your own, is it? I mean, you're, you're also very strong believers in collaboration and partnerships. Yeah. Um, just talk a little bit about some of those. I mean, and particularly the one with, with Common Goal and, and Street Football World yeah. and how that fits in. Yes. We, when we first started this journey for uh, the Denon Nations Cup, uh, we realized that uh, there were uh, many, many initiatives uh, in uh, doing good. Uh, those initiatives were uh, very uh, focused on institutions or on uh, players or uh, on individual will to do good. And uh, we realized that it was uh, very interesting, but it it remained uh, at a small scale in the end. So what we really uh, wanted is uh, us to have an impact at scale because we are Danone, because it's a 20 years legacy of children playing football, because we are able to gather 2 million kids every year. We really wanted to have an impact at scale. But we realized that on our own, we would never reach out to a, a scale that uh, would be at the level of the, the request of the kids, uh, of the energy of the kids. So, so we decided to join um, a Common Goal and Street Football World as an organization uh, that was already gathering uh, 150 projects on the ground. Uh, that was an organization doing stuff because it's very important to us. Danone has always committed in uh, businesses or doing good, but really doing good, not pledging, not giving out money, but doing something. So for us, it was very important to partner with people doing something on the ground and at the same time gathering money where um, the money is. And this is also another uh, uh, very uh, strength of a uh, common goal, for instance, and the movement uh, initiated by Run Mata uh, to, to, to get the one person pledge. So gaining one percent or having players, institution, clubs, giving one percent of their revenues to uh, street football world that is operating uh, projects around football and doing good for communities. So we are super happy to be proud of this, uh, to be a part of this uh, uh, movement because we strongly believe there is a movement and it's now a momentum for sport to be and to act as a force for good because uh, we have the scale, there is money, there is passion, there is a lot of people, and it's now a momentum for sport to be a force for good, to drive and to initiate a movement towards shaping a better tomorrow, a better planet, better people, better humans being able to live together and to act together uh, so that uh, we move the needle towards better. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, as you start building out this, this family of, of partners that share values, Florence, um, you're also partnering with other corporations, aren't you? Yes, we are. 
And it's uh, very interesting as well, because uh, when we first started this journey, again, uh, I'm very humble here, we are just starting, um, but uh, we were not aware that uh, being that much purposeful, being that much aligned with our purpose and acting upon it uh, was uh, a force to rely and to have and, and to generate traction for others to join us. Um, and uh, we were very uh, uh, happy to have Decathlon uh, joining us on uh, that direction of um, not only providing uh, an occasion for kids to play football, uh, not only uh, providing the occasion for those kids uh, to join a worldwide competition, but also uh, to um, provide them the ability to act. Uh, for a better tomorrow. So Decathlon is uh, one of the first partners that uh, join us. Uh, and it's funny because uh, Decathlon purpose is really about uh, uh, making uh, as many people as possible practicing sport when Danon's uh, mission is uh, to bring health to food to as many people as possible. So you can see that there is a strong connection here. Another example is Clairefontaine. So Clairefontaine is a, uh, a supplier of uh, notebooks, pens, and uh, and uh, not uh, notepad. I don't know uh, uh, for yeah. schools. Yeah. Uh, for, right. And uh, and they also have been um, uh, inspired by uh, our way of uh, positioning the competition and. Uh, uh, turning the tournament into something bigger so and it's just the beginning I feel it's just the beginning because uh, uh, we have also uh, demands from media that want to position themselves as a uh, uh, different uh, than the traditional media covering events and releasing news uh, they also want to be part of uh, this journey that is uh, turning kids into uh, uh, ambassadors for a better tomorrow and uh, Brut is an example but uh, there are uh, uh, many uh, others that will join us I'm, I'm, I'm pretty convinced and uh, I'm pretty uh, uh, sure that this will happen. So to go back to Decathlon for a second um, I'm sitting here with a box in my hand that says play football change the game one pair of laces equals one kid with a year of safe water. Um, Tell us a bit about that initiative. So a great way of engaging people and raising funding through this tournament to support the causes that are aligned with it. Yeah, uh, of course, uh, when, I'm, when I'm talking about actions uh, comes the, the, the pain because uh, you have to move and to put the whole organization into action so that uh, it becomes real. Uh, and um, so the, the first idea that uh, we came up with Decathlon uh, was really into uh, providing the communities uh, around the Nations Cup with laces uh, and uh, people that uh, would buy these laces through Decathlon uh, on the e-commerce platform but also in stores for real uh, could provide uh, safe drinking water for one year to a kid uh, in India or in other uh, countries uh, where uh, we partner. So this idea was a um, strong bound between football, because laces are, are also uh, good uh, shoelaces, uh, good uh, 
football shoelaces, but as well as bonds uh, to kids, from kids to kids, I would say. So for us, uh, it was a, a, a very nice uh, tool, not only to communicate, but also to engage and to engage uh, further than the food community, because uh, we had a lot of influencers that uh, joined the movement, carrying the laces, you know, it was like a, um, a, a proud sign of, uh, I'm part of it. So that was uh, super engaging. Uh, and we had um, uh, influencers uh, uh, from Spain, from UK, from France, uh, very uh, engaging to uh, promoting the laces and uh, uh, also sharing uh, some crowdfunding with us. Uh, to the cause of uh, water access. So that was a very good call, a very good call, a very good um, operation. And uh, it, it forces us also to learn uh, to do marketing in a different way. So it was also very insightful for, uh, for Danone uh, because uh, raising fund is not something that we are used to do. It's not something that uh, we we do uh, on a regular basis, but uh, for causes such as water access and uh, uh, all the, the kids, uh, what matters to the kids, this is really something that we are uh, uh, lucky to have done and uh, rich of doing it uh, in a different way. So it sounds to me like the Non-Nations Cup is the ideal platform for any brand that wants to uh, do sponsorship in a different way, um, in a way that not only drives positive outcomes for their brand, but also drives positive outcomes for the community, tapping into the world's greatest passion, football, and the energy and enthusiasm and hope that kids provide. Um, where, where do I sign? <laughs> <laughs> so if we think, if we think uh, look forward to the future, Florence, if it's 2030 and we're um, having this conversation, what do you think Donor Nations Cup has um, grown into or has achieved? What, what's your vision uh, for all of us. So I wish the Nations Cup to become uh, the perfect platform for brands that want to have an impact, for brands that believe in uh, sport as a force for good. Uh, and my dream is really to, to have uh, more partners joining forces towards uh, making dreams of kids becoming true. Um, my dream is also that the Nations Cup to become uh, uh, bigger in terms of footprint because uh, today we organize this competition in 23 countries uh, there is a lot more countries and on earth so every kid should have uh, the right to to join this fabulous competition so I believe one of the key thing is really to improve and to to have a bigger footprint uh, more kids playing the Dana Nations Cup. Two million today is a lot, but uh, it remains small versus the number of kids on earth. So I believe maybe here, uh, probably we need to grow. The second thing is really uh, uh, the reach uh, because um, organizing a competition in 23 countries is huge, but probably with the evolution of technology, the evolution of kids, the evolution of connectivity, there is something uh, here that we can step in. We haven't found yet the solution because uh, we are really into uh, uh, giving the opportunity of kids to exercise, uh, giving the opportunity for kids to meet for real. But, um, there is probably other ways of meeting and get connected 
uh, that we will uh, find out in the future. And I would like DNC to be the pioneer of uh, being able to connect kids in a different way from all over the world and uh, to reach out uh, uh, with the strong messages of there is a future, a good future everywhere and uh, everyone is a, a actor of this future. So that's my second dream. And my third dream is really about then a nation's cup to become uh, something as powerful at kid level as Olympic Games. Uh, there is nothing like uh, kids Olympic Games today. So how about driving a movement uh, uh, for kids to become um, as powerful as Olympic Games for kids? And uh, then a Nations Cup being the pioneer, not only from a sportive standpoint, but also from a ability to act collectively for a good and better tomorrow. So big, inspiring dreams. Um, that's a great place to end off. Thank you, Florence. Thanks for everything that you and your team and Danon do. Um, the world is a better place uh, for your intervention. So thank you so much. Thank you. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to this edition of Legacy Sport Live, the companion podcast series to our new book, Legacy Sport, how to win at the business of sport in the age of social good. Please visit our website at www.legacysport.org to order your copy of the book and join our growing community of sports business professionals committed to doing good while doing well through sport.